The following podcast, though presented by Tamed Idiots, is intended for mature audiences. The opinions presented in this podcast are not intended to sway anyone's opinions as the people presenting them are kind of dumb. The topics that are presented and the opinions that are expressed are intended for entertainment purposes and should be considered satire. Some of these stories may be exaggerated. It's up to you to determine which ones. Though we are not professionals, we have a combined total of 240 years of being stupid. Do not try this at home, and please proceed with caution. Welcome to the Absurdly Average Podcast. My name is Akil, and you are joining us after what feels like an epoch of time. Uh, we have just not been able to get everybody together, and we are all back, and we're covering one of uh, Tony's favorite topics that he's been looking forward to. But before we get started with that, I do want to throw out a very special happy birthday to Tony. It was his birthday yesterday, happy so birthday. happy belated birthday to you, Tony. Um, but you all already know our cast and crew of merry misfits, morons, magistrates, whatever the hell you want to call us whenever we do our episodes. And today you are joined by myself, Yanni, Tony, Cotier, and Spatuli. Hello. And... Today we're going to be covering something that I did throw up on the Facebook page uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago now. And it was about bowel movements and they're talking about vomiting. My God. Ew. No. Um, we're, we're basically going to we turn that into a podcast episode and we just haven't had a chance to record it. So we're doing it now. So with the success of The Last of Us, it got us thinking, what other video games would be great adaptations for either an HBO-style TV series or potentially even a movie. Now, there are pluses and minuses to uh, both of those options. If it's a movie, you have to condense the entire story into like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and a lot le you know, just gets left out. If it's a TV series, um, if it doesn't have the right budget or you know, the, the viewership falls, then it can just die. So we're you know, very open to the thought of either one being a vessel for a video game. Now, you know, I'll just open it up to y'all, and I'm sure we're going to get into some spirited arguments about what games would or would not make good TV shows and movies. So without further ado, take it away, y'all. Are we going to go in any specific order? Can anybody just... No, uh, just jump in. What? All just right. start off with a game that you think would make a good TV show or movie. I... And here's the other thing. Okay. Uh, do, do say whether you would prefer it as a movie or a TV show and then go on. Absolutely. Um, Undertale would be a fantastic TV show. Whether it be animated or otherwise. Uh, because the story for that game was absolutely amazing. And uh, I just fucking love that game so much i think that it would be great as a tv show um now for people who haven't played undertale do you want to give um a little brief synopsis or why you think it itself would make a good tv series or movie uh christ put me on the spot like that and we're gonna go that deep um all right so essentially uh you are a human child uh, you get uh, basically thrown into the what is it like the core of the earth kind of like the basically an under earth or below earth uh, world uh, essentially uh, and you are on your quest to basically make your way out of it. Uh, I'm not going to go into all the details as to what you see on there, but the uh, but the but the climax of the game is like took my 
breath away, I guess. Uh, it like shocked me and I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, you go and you encounter, uh, uh, monsters and you have a couple of choices or paths that you can take in the game. Uh, one being the, uh, pacifistic, uh, you don't try to kill anything or hurt anything. Uh, the other being the, uh, the, the one that just goes through and like fucking slaughters everybody that that you encounter basically because uh, they're trying to kill you uh, so depending on what you do or the path that you make in the sh- in the game determines the outcome of the game um, which uh, I think would be interesting because you could have like different variations of the show based on those choices that you would could potentially make in the game so so yeah, so that's why I think okay. it's great. I think that's no, why that's it would fair. make a great show. No, I understand that. Okay, so what about the rest of y'all? Uh, anybody who wants to go, go for it. Elden Ring. Elden Ring as a, I'm guessing as a uh, TV show, because as a movie it would probably just no nope. as a trilogy. A trilogy. Okay, explain. Why not just a multi-season series? I, He's I uh, Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yeah, like right. And Lord of the like Lord of the Rings as a as a series of movies was shit compared to what it could have been during a TV show. Okay, but see, this is my thing, right? Um, I'm not a big fan of things that I love being turned into TV shows because all they do is stretch it out as long as they can over as many seasons as they can. They don't really care about going in depth with the story and things like that. And I feel like ultimately it becomes a cash grab when you turn things into a TV show, right? Like same thing with Halo? the movie. Peter Jackson made a third Hobbit movie. That shouldn't have been Why there. You, do this? you want to start like this today? This it's your vil- you it's, hey, this is your villain arc. I'm just passing it along. <clears throat> I, again, state and stand behind Elden Ring should be a trilogy. I think that, that it, you would have enough time to actually break the game down. You have like two main bosses per movie, right? And you get to bring up the whole entire lore, which would be amazing. Because like in Elden Ring, you don't even get to learn about the lore unless you're fucking looking for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to see it as a trilogy. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, first, I want to preface this by saying that I do respect your opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to challenge that opinion, if that's okay. Um, uh-huh. How many hours of gameplay is Elden Ring? A hundred. How many hours of gameplay is Elden Ring when you go looking for the lore? A hundred. So you want to condense 100 hours of story mm-hmm. into nine hours. Yes. I think That's... it's doable because, hear me out, okay? And Yanni can attest to this. To go and find the lore, it does not tell you where it is. You literally have to go find it yourself. And a okay. majority of your time is spent looking for it. Let but me if amend... we already have it... And let, me amend, let me amend my question, okay? Because apparently uh-huh. that, uh, I wasn't clear enough. If you know where all the stuff is, so let's say you're doing your second playthrough, uh huh. How many hours to get everything? And to I think it game? would be a, I think it'd be fair to say like between thirty and fifty. So again, thirty and fifty hours condensed into a nine-hour thing of movies, where yeah. you could have three seasons of the same Good. thing, an hour per episode with ten episodes per 
if uh, they could season. stick to the like to the purest form of actually putting the lore out there and not cash grabbing this TV show like they do for fucking everything. Like, look at Halo. They butchered my boy, bro. They butchered uh, my boy. Listen, I, listen. I, I'll t- I'll tell you this right now. Oh, hold on, Spatuli. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. I'm not a fan of Halo myself, right? The, and the even, game and or even the show? Either. And I think they butchered it. So, I mean... They- Okay. They butchered it. I, I agree with you. Para. It's because it's the company who who bought it. Paramount, Actually, I don't, I don't know why. Paramount the reason, the main reason why they butchered it is because the main actor wanted more actual FaceTime. How the fuck does that work? What do you mean? Well, is shouldn't the fight? I don't know. I've never fucking watched a TV show. I know it's no, I know it's not good. But yeah, isn't the main character Master Chief? Yes. Yes. How the, how is he going to show his face if he's Master Chief? That's exactly it. So he said, he said, okay, hold on. The, the, the early report uh, with uh, why everybody knew it was going to be shit was because uh, before the show was released, uh, they released a statement, uh, or somebody released a statement saying that uh, the main actor wanted to renegotiate because he wasn't able to take his helmet off enough. <laughs> which means before, That's stupid. But which means before they allowed him to take it off and show his face at least once, and yep. he wanted more. So even I, somebody who's played the games, didn't like them. Again, that's just me personally. Uh, said. So lucky you're cute. I swear to God. I don't give a shit. Anyways, um, at least somebody thinks I am. But I digress. So the point is, is that even me, somebody who wasn't that big of a fan of it, was like, "That's not right." So yeah. So that's why they fucked it up. But. Well, that's my problem. I feel like if it's turned into a TV show, that's the kind of route they'll go, and I don't want that. I would rather have three movies. You sit down, you watch start to finish. It covers all the lore. I think right. if you made the movies between two, like what, two hours to three hours, just like Lord of the Rings, I think that that would be a beautiful trilogy to watch. Yeah, but there's also a lot of stuff from Lord of the Rings, and and again, this is this is going into into something that is so much different than, um. Uh, so much different between the two mediums, right? Because I keep saying that books to TV shows is the best way to go, period, if and only. With the only exception of what I understand, season eight of Game of Thrones, uh, because that book ain't out yet. Um, so, but from all the reports that I've had, uh, that I've heard before, uh, the first seven seasons were fairly accurate to the books, right? So okay. I feel that the same way is the same thing when it comes to video games. Look at Castlevania, the animated the animated series that was out on Netflix. That's even even then that's uh, a, a similar thing to that, right? That show is fucking amazing. If you haven't seen it, I fucking highly recommend it. It's so good. The artistic animation style, uh, the story, fucking everything about that was really good and based on. Uh, based on a video game, I think that you know what, fucking have at her. Uh, in fact, I I would like to say that most TV shows, if they're going to do anything in regards to any kind of visual media outside of books, in this case, um, if they're going to do TV, should be animated because you can do shit in animation that you can't do for anything else, or that it's harder to do and more expensive to do uh, for CGI and things like that. Uh, same thing with video games. I I think that, uh, and again, uh, 
uh, for Elden Ring, I think that, uh, based on what you're telling me, uh, TV show would probably be better for it. But I understand you wanting it to be a movie because you don't want to sit through 30 hours of TV. But like exactly, like but I like I'm with you, Mike. Like I'm not look other than the animation. I'm not a fan of animation. I like live action. But um, to me, going the TV route. At least, if it's direct to HBO or direct to Netflix or even, I guess, Amazon now, the quality you get is a lot higher than any movie being produced today. Because I the agree. people who who see, like, let's say the art, they know, like video games, for example, something that has a, a hard start and a hard finish, right? They know they're going to do four seasons. Out of that four seasons, they know they have to extract the most they possibly can. Because there's a hard end. They're not. There's not going to be a you know a fifth season because once it's over, it's over. So they could take their time, episode by episode, and add more and more stuff that is true to the video. Game. Mm. And that's what the thing. What I like a lot about Last of Us is that it is relatively accurate to the games and it's staying kind of close to that. They've only changed a few details in like I think it was like the last episode or the third episode. Um, the third or fourth episode there. Uh, but even then, uh, it was still freaking great. So, so far it's been great. Sorry, carry on. Yanni, Akil, No, that's fine. Any other ideas for shows? So, I I have one, and okay, so let me preface this by saying I absolutely love Red Dead Redemption 2 and a lot of its facets. I think it's one of the best written pieces of media in recent history. There, and as a TV show, or at least as a movie, it it could work, but there would be some pacing issues, and there's a lot more to the world of Red Dead Redemption than just the main story, of course. But the way, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is gonna sound negative and cynical, but just hear me out on this. The main story missions and the, and the way the missions are structured in game, there isn't a lot of player expression or even much gameplay that the story really derives from. Mm -hmm. So in a way, a lot of the gameplay can easily be substituted for your average action scene in the show. So all of the already brilliantly and well-crafted scenes and set pieces in Red Dead Redemption 2 as a game easily carry over to the medium of uh, cinema or even TV. So I think not only would it work well, but it would honestly kind of make it for just as equally as a good of experience. Uh, and on that note, I could agree more. So we did have uh, some comments in chat. First of all, from Dr. Ghoul, who said evil geniuses. And in fact, or evil genius, rather. And Dr. Ghoul broke it down with the season running from the introduction of Maximilian and his henchmen, Juby the samurai, to the introduction of Mar Mariana Mamba and Jet Chan. And then from there, the final episode is Dr. Neuroside's intro. I can see so, that. That could be a good breakdown, especially because the evil genius trope, um, I think the last, like, remembrance that anyone really has of a evil genius bad guy was Dr. No. Uh, before that, I mean, there were the James Bond villains, but I think in this generation, no one really remembers a Bond villain. Um, and in my mind the recent 007 movies have not had a really memorable bad guy. So really the last like memorable evil genius style 
uh, outside of animation, obviously, because then you could go like syndrome. But like, <clears throat> it would be nice to to see a good. And yes, it is cliche to have a hero and then evil genius or like a spy evil genius kind of thing. But we also just haven't had something like that in so long. So it would um, be refreshing hold, to have it again. Uh, hold on. You're forgetting Dr. Evil? You're forgetting Dr. I, Horrible sing-along blog? No, he's That's forgetting older. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. Did, I, did I not just say Dr. Evil? Did you no, you Dr. said Dr. No, which was like the first. Yeah, oh, no, a, sorry. Yeah, I meant Dr. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, yeah, but I mean, obviously, like Dr. Evil was the like comedic reiteration of Dr. No. But yes, like um, Dr. Dr. Evil is who I meant to say, because the parody of the super evil genius kind of thing, we haven't seen anything like that in recent cinema is what I meant. Um, so to have a video game where the entire premise is that, you know, cliche of a supervillain that has a evil layer fortress kind of thing, and you've got to stop them, otherwise the world is doomed, and, you know, shit like that. Like, that would be great. Um, but the show and, where you're the genius and you win. I mean, fucking I mean, hate. or... Or because, and I haven't, I actually haven't had time to watch it or do it yet, but I know that uh, Black Mirror, I think it was like Balderdash or Blatherdash or whatever the fuck it yeah. was, um, allowed you as the viewer to live change the outcome of what you were watching. And so what would be interesting is if that same technology was brought to an evil genius movie where you, the viewer, got to effectively vote on or participate in the resolution or the conflict where oh does the hero get away from the bad guys or does he get captured you know does the does the villain succeed or does the hero succeed i think a choose your own adventure style would be a phenomenal modern day interpretation of that genre because otherwise the genre itself is a little played out. That's probably why we haven't seen a movie like that in a minute. But I think if you take that one step further, the way that they did with uh, Black Mirror, Banana Snatch, or whatever it was, um, that would Snatch? probably be the... I don't remember the fucking title. Balder Snatch. Balder Snatch. Whatever. That one. Um, I think that would be the best uh, middle ground for, for this genre or this type. We also got a comment by Dr. Ghoul as well, about the Castlevania series. And yes, if I remember correctly, wasn't that, that was either animated as a cartoon TV series, yes. or it was, yes, it was, animated, it was yes. right? So it was done. I and think it was a live action. That's why I, meant, that's why I mentioned it. Yeah, and I think like a, they could do a live action and do it in the stylings of Underworld. That'd be fine. Um, I haven't played enough Castlevania to know the lore about it, but I do know that deep elder nerds know a lot about Castlevania, and there is a lot there, so that is possible. Lastly, before I pick, um, or before I kick it off and, you know, toss it Spatuli's way or Yanni's way, um, we got another comment in chat from Fever about God of War as a TV series, and literally just have... What? It's already being proposed. And I fucking hope it gets it. Well, is Christopher Judge going to be Kratos? It's his idea. Oh, well then, yes. That's that's it. That's what we need. Yeah, right as long there. as the voice actors are the same. We're yeah, only because I, I just... No one else can replicate his voice in the way that he does the boy. It's just like, it's iconic. 
Um, and so you can't have anybody else do it. Right. Uh, it's like trying to redo Darth Vader's voice, and it's just not going to happen. Like, there's literally one Darth Vader voice. That's it. Um, but Spatuli, what video game would you see either as a movie or TV show, and why? Oh, I mean, I would definitely, definitely love to see Plague Tale Part One and Two as a as like a direct to Netflix or HBO TV series. Um, yes. Well, just animated because, or, like, hold on, oh, animated no, or live action, one hundred percent. Because the storyline itself is phenomenal between one and two, and the the setting would be just so ridiculous to to like visual. The visuals on it would be crazy because it's set in. I, it's like a post-apocalyptic medieval frame, right? And it, you could set it up as a, you know, like an action drama with a little bit of horror. Because I think if you had too much horror, because I get it's rats, people don't like rats. But if you focus too much on that, then you'll diminish the story. Because the story, even though it's about rat, rats, that's not, the deeper part of the story is about Hugo and between the first one and the second one, not spoiling anything, you're trying to figure out why he is the quote-unquote chosen one and yeah to me just to be it just be visually ridiculous um because between one and two like the the different areas you go to in the video game look stunning and then you translate that into like actual real places with real people it would just you know it'd blow people's balls off and they wouldn't have the, the the best thing about that. Why would anybody I think, watch it? What do you why? Just oh close your balls off, bro. But I think the reason why, really, like the Last of Us, is so successful. The reason why the Last of Us is successful, and I think Plague Tale and God of War would be too, because you have you don't need any reference to the video game at all to enjoy the show, mm. because the storyline is that is that good. Like yeah, the storyline is self-contained enough that you don't actually need to. Yeah, like the game to get if it. you literally just took the storyline of The Last of Us, God of War, Plague Tale, and there was never a video game, the script itself would be phenomenal without any context. Yeah, I, I think that's the point I made with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, where yeah. the set pieces and the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay of the missions really don't. It's not like something like Deus Ex where player expression is very much important to the experience or storytelling, so you could easily cut it out and turn it into a short action scene. Yeah. Not that not that I'm trying to bash the games, but that's that's just how they they set a, they they set themselves with linear storytelling. So then for me, uh one of the games that I would love to see as a TV series <clears throat> is probably a game that I just fell in love with because of the visuals alone. But the story itself was so engaging. And I don't want to say it's unique because it was a more post-apocalyptic robotic twist on a styling that was done in the 90s. I remember playing Turok forever ago. But uh, Horizon Zero Dawn would make a phenomenal TV series. Uh, there's not only the exploration, but there are moments that stick out with you in that game the same way they do when you played a game, for example, like The Last of Us, where you guys remember, I don't know if you guys played it or not, uh, but there was a moment 
where a giraffe walks by a building that you're in. And that moment was just so captivating. And in that same frame of mind, there was one of those uh, mechanical, I don't know, like bronchus, bron- whatever, the long necks that was walking around. Yep, thank you. Um, and it it was really evocative. And I think that telling a story that, or at least, you know, a TV series that lets you tell the story that you experienced firsthand, it it's possible. And I think Horizon has a solid story to do that. Um, now, granted, I'm going off right now the nostalgia of watching The Last of Us as it releases. So far, they've done a very good job with sticking to the game. I agree. Um, unfortunately, with shows, however, like The Witcher, where it started to break away, and which is why Henry you, Cavill is leaving. Mm-hmm. You, you as the viewer and the player felt almost abandoned because then you feel like what Tony mentioned, where you're like, well, is this just a way for us to sell Witcher necklaces or to try and sell prop swords with the fucking emblem on it? Like, is that it? No, you want to stick to the source material. And the source material was good enough with The Last of Us, to, uh, Last of Us rather, that it was, at the time, the most rated video game in history, or most mm-hmm. awarded video game in history. It only got beat out by The Witcher, but The Witcher was like nine times to like 20 times the amount of playable time. So in my mind, there is the possibility to tell a good story and stick to the, the story that's there, like The Last of Us, or there's the, you know, what happened with The Witcher, where as soon as they broke away, it went to dog shit. And so, it wasn't even that they were based, basing it off of the video games either, because they weren't. Um, they were right. basing it off of the books. And, right, right. and that's why it's like like a lot of, of people were like, why are you deviating away from the books? And that's why Henry Cavill was just like, why the fuck are you doing this? That wasn't what we agreed on. So, um, Which is now, why I'm glad Villanue was the director of uh, the most recent Dune movie. Mm. Because when you're adapting a world like Dune, visuals and visual storytelling are extremely important. For example, when the uh, House Harkonnen is retreating from Arrakis, it basically bankrupted House, Har- House Harkonnen for a while because that was the Emperor's intention. And the way they showed that is, look at this giant fucking army we're moving out of an entire planet. And they show that visually. And also just the the way they did the copters. Oh, thank you, Villanue, you genius. So I think like like that's a solid beginning. Um now I there are a lot of games out there that all of us do play. So keep going. What are some other video games that you all think would turn into great movies or TV shows? I think a great one shot movie would be uh Far Cry five. That would be a great one shot yeah. movie. Wait, which is five the one with the uh the cult? Yep. I, to me, that'd be a perfect one-shot movie. I could see it. I mm, I didn't really like the game, but I it would make for a good movie. You are right. I don't know. I, I guess I'm biased, though, because I'm such a Far Cry fan. I don't give a shit if the game's garbage. I'll still play it. 
Yeah, like, but see, like for me, Far Cry Three would be the story that I would want told. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Oh, I go. No, you'll be freaking crazy. Oh, uh, what is it? Um, it's Far. It's, it came out of Far Cry Three. The um, oh the, the fucking neon dragon. What the fuck is it called? Oh, uh, um, god damn it! I know what you're talking about. Like yeah. the DLC. Yeah. That would be trippy. <laughs> that would be so trippy. Like that one, you would have to release in states where like uh, hallucinogenics are legal, just because that I feel like that would be required to enjoy that yeah, movie. Just like the color scheme is like yeah, purple, it blues, would, it would yellow. Be fucking <laughs> wild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what about what about you guys? I know Tony's been quiet for a second. What do you got cooking up? Bro, fear. Be a good game. Good, Wait, wasn't Fear? Didn't they do Fear as a movie? No. Really? Yes. They oh, should okay. have. It's a trilogy, and I feel like that game, or the game itself, I loved it. I thought the game was amazing, and I think adapting that into a trilogy again would be fucking awesome. You know, you have three separate parts of the same story going on, and uh, yeah, I think Fear would be a good one. Okay. I'm about to hit you all with a book. It's book time. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, hold so. on before you do that. Um I just want to uh go in with uh what Dr. Ghoul is saying in chat uh saying that uh, the series based on the Fallout universe would be really good, I think. Um I think that's in production right now. Is it Wait, I thought they really? I thought they stalled that, but that would be Oh, good. they stalled it? Uh, uh, that's what I I mean, I could be wrong unless there's been new stuff um that there or even like an elder scrolls series would be kind of cool uh not yeah. based on any of the actual like games or anything like that specifically uh though i would like to see a fucking skyrim series that'd be fucking nice but but yeah sorry if we're moving on to books i'm okay with that too because i've got well I, i'm just i i think i'm more or less just like interjecting with a book to oh, a okay. video game so we, let me preface this by saying I think one of the best games of our of recent years in terms of just gameplay and storytelling as well has to be Disco Elysium as like a investigation kind of RPG with a very psychedelic look to it. And I think a perfect setting or even a, or even just a straight up story for that kind of gameplay would be Technomancer. Ooh. Wait, that's the noir top-down detective game, right? No, Technomancer is a book. No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, um, Disco Elysium. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure I'm on the same page with you. Okay, go on. Yeah, basically, the world of Technomancer and all of its mysteries, or but with the gameplay of disc, with the gameplay systems of Disco Elysium, I think would make one of the best cyber pieces of cyberpunk gaming of all time. I. Cyberpunk itself left such a bad taste in my mouth, and I know that allegedly. Yes, I, I too love. I too also but... like uh, Fallout <sighs> Four with decent story, but at the same time, if I can get Disco Elysium with one of the books that basically created the entire cyberpunk genre, yeah, I want. Be, I want. That would be dope. And I, I don't think we've had a good cyberpunk esque styled movie recently. I could be wrong. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, no, I, I know, but that wasn't recent, right? Blade Runner like, 2049 came out in, like, 2019. Okay, okay. That's fair. Um, now, we did get a comment in chat about Hitman and the backstory of the ICA and number 47. 
Um, they did a Hitman not? movie, and it sucked they balls. Did yeah, they both. They of them did, did one yeah. that was so forgettable. Like, because again, like Tony, like Tony mentioned, it was a cash grab of the gamers because the gamers were like, "Oh, hey, this would be cool as a movie," and the production studios were like, "Here, we're gonna basically give you some watered down dog shit, and you're gonna pay for it." And you know, it was horrible. Which that is actually something. Uh, once we get through some of the games we want to see as movies, maybe I'll throw this on its head, or it'll be a second episode. I don't know, but it could be. What are the most dog shit pieces of shit garbage uh, takes on adaptations from Super Mario video Bros. Games, uh, from uh, the eighties? No, no, no. We're doing this. This is. Potentially either later on today or I'm later just on saying that's my choice already. Or <laughs> or a separate episode. Um but that would that would be that would be that would, I think that'd be a good episode. But I think so. Um that aside, I if I were to go back and think about, you know, some of the games I grew up playing, whether it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the SNES or River City Ransom, Double Dragon, most of those were made into like 80s and 90s action flicks fucking the the 90s fucking double dragon movie oh my god i used right? to like love that fucking movie so much and looking I mean, back at the... it now it was so terrible but oh my oh, god oh yeah so same good. with the old teenage mutant ninja turtles with the old like uh suits that they had to wear the i don't know man those fucking movies were amazing i fucking love those the animatronics in that was fucking groundbreaking what I would love, though, oh. is to see a modern-day interpretation of those. Because, I mean, for shit's sake, they just came out with... Uh, well, not just came out, but they, they redid um, Mortal Kombat. And so if they're going to redo uh, 90s era, 80s and 90s era games into movies... And I think a lot of those would be good as movies because they are a standalone story for the most part that can be wrapped up in one or two movies instead of having to draw it out into a couple of seasons on a TV show. But I would really enjoy a River City Ransom or a Double Dragon modern-day movie of either. Those were fucking amazing games. I miss them so much. And I think that they would make for really good nostalgia pieces for now Fuck, they had people a... who are parents with yeah, they, the games they grew up with and then they get to show their kids like hey this is what i used to play they had a fucking animated dragon uh double dragons tv show there for like two or three seasons there back in the late 90s i was about to say that sounds like it was in the 90s oh god yeah and it was terrible and i loved it it was so good <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad but it was so good <laughs> um now what about the what about you guys what other games are you thinking about that you want to see uh in any kind of in either movies or tv shows because Everyone here in the that's talking to you all live right now, we're all gamers. We don't just stick to one or two games. Like, we flit between games pretty often. And so everyone here's breadth of games is actually fairly fairly wide. So I'm curious uh, what other game suggestions you have. So whoever wants to take it away, take it away. You know, not all kinda, at one. Okay. I guess, no, it gets kind of difficult, like, a GTA series would be great, but I mean, like Vice I... City <laughs> is basically, you know, Scarface. So that pretty much like it kind of might be a little played out. I would like to point out that if they do do any kind of a GTA 
like TV show or anything like that based off of any of the games, Stephen Ogg could actually portray Trevor easily enough in a live action series. I mean, he, Trevor oh, yeah. looks like him exactly. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, yeah. So they basically like, made all the voice actors look like the characters in game. There's subtle differences, but they they <laughs> they all look. Great. I can't believe Trevor was so good. They made him into a real life Trevor. I know, right? It was <laughs> yeah, right? fucking great. Oh shit! Like it was just fucking great. Uh, that would be so good. Uh, I had another one a game idea that would be good as a TV show, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, because I didn't want to interrupt people while they were talking, and I apologize. So carry on. Well. Um, Dr. Ghoul had mentioned uh, in one of his comments about getting sucked into paintings and it brought me back to Mario 64 like Super Mario 64 and I think that would be fun like <clears throat> each episode being one of the paintings that Mario jumps through yeah that would be I think, I think that would be cool I would, but, can we, but can we not have Chris Pratt though no, I, I, we're not. They, no, we're not doing gotta, this. They just gotta make me the voice actor. It won't be good. <laughs> um, but Tony, you've been quiet for a minute. What do you got cooking up over there? Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. Uh oh. Tony, the Tony. burrito's gone. You can speak now. Tony, Tony, Tony. Cat's tweaking the fuck out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Got into the catnip spray. Oh my god! Get oh, the fuck no. out of here, you monster! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I love how we just sat there for like thirty seconds. We're just like Tony, 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 Tony are you there? I was one v wanting the cat. My bad. What are we talking about? <laughs> so no. We uh, were... Any other video game ideas for shows? Well, yeah. Because what's I your cat's like, main? Uh, bro, he means Bard. He'd be out here dancing and singing. Um. What's his name though? Tell tell podcast what his name is. My cat's name is DJ Khaled because he's the best. There it is. Um, so what we were talking about <clears throat> is how everyone that's here, that's you know presenting on the podcast, um, is a fairly heavy gamer and has a huge library of games that they've been through or like to play or whatever. So uh-huh. of those games, there's got to be more than just like Elden that you may want to see as a movie or tv series or something like that so uh-huh. what are some what are some wild ones that are out there that you think would be great i would like to see halo one two and three as a trilogy as well um i think fuck hold on i had another one apex legends as a tv show or any battle royale game where they are constantly adding new heroes. Like I think Valorant, Valorant would make a dope TV show, right? Put a whole spin on the like, oh, you constantly respawn because this is a, I don't know, like a game basically that people watch for entertainment. And that could be like the concept of it, you know. So, but I don't know. As far as like most out there one, like Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer's Bad Fur Day would be fucking wild as a. It would be NC seventeen for yeah. sure, but it would yeah, be amazing. It will, then what about like Leisure Suit Larry? God, that's just porn, dude. I remember, I remember <laughs> that one. Porn, like, dude. like even trying to rent it at Blockbuster, they were like, "No, you're not. You're not old enough. Go away." And I'm like, "Oh." So that was a funny. sentence that I just aged myself. By the way, I felt a gray hair just pop out. Say, um, shout I would, out Blockbuster. Shout out Hollywood Video. Rest in peace. 
Uh, I will point right. out a couple that I would like to also see. Um, I would definitely like to see a Legend of Zelda TV series. Uh, no, it's a video game. It is I mean, a is that? I mean, as a, a movie. No, TV show. No! Uh, Fuck off grab, with your... No. Oh my god. Hollywood is a fucking cash grab, Tony. Get over yourself. I get that, but I want to I don't think you do. Start to finish. I want to see the movie. And you're going to do it like one movie per game. I think that's totally doable. No, I think okay. there's not enough fucking time in the day to do that, man. Yes, those there games, is. That, those, no, dude. Get yeah. off it. It's um, just the pursuit that, of um, man in every movie. Uh, yeah, oh, my God. Why don't we just get rid of TV, uh, television media in general, then? I'm down. Fuck the TV, bro. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck the TV. How about no? I, I, mean, who, I, I may have done that do earlier. Anyways, anyways, point being is that, like, you can only do so much when it comes to movies, right? Okay. There's only so much time that you have for a movie, right? It's not enough time for a full fucking story. And then if you want to get into a fucking cash grab, then, well, if there's not enough, then do another couple of movies for that. It's like, okay, just like Peter Jackson did with the third Hobbit movie that didn't need to be done. That entire fucking movie... The, the Battle of the Five Armies was a single chapter in the fucking Hobbit book. And well, and a shoehorned romance that didn't the, What the fuck happen. was up with that? Like, like <clears throat> fuck off. They, instead, Anyways. they had access to the source material for the Selmarillion and just left it. Like, uh, they didn't actually have access to that. Um, did Tolkien's, they really not? Okay, no, that, Tolkien's, uh, Tolkien's heirs uh, wanted nothing to do with that. They refused to give them any rights for it. Well, honestly then, number one, I retract my statement. Number two... Good job on the on their estate because I know right after, after seeing what the omissions were and then what the additions were, I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, why the fuck didn't they just remove all of the extra fluff they put in there and actually put in what was great about it in the first fucking place? Like <clears throat> that's I think what the most irritating thing about the Lord of the Rings uh, was done is that. I mean, shit, even the, the animated Lord of the Rings, like, or the animated Hobbit, told a better Hobbit story than the Hobbit movies. Oh, yeah, agreed. Like, fuck. But anyway, <clears throat> um, I think if I'm, if I'm thinking about out there games that would make for a great movie or TV series, I think movie-wise, you could probably do, and I don't know why we're stuck on trilogies. I think Tony's in my head now. Yeah, but I live there one of my, uh, <laughs> one, of my uh, one of my favorite games ever on the Wii was No More Heroes, a game about a bumfuck assassin or wannabe assassin that wants to climb the ranks and be the number one ranked assassin. Period, and so he's got to go around and challenge the lower tier assassins to take their place and either die or kill them to take their ranking and start moving up. And I think, you know, one or two bosses or maybe even three per movie would be great. The game is paced well enough where you could do it in a movie. Um, it might be a longer movie at like two and a half hours perhaps, but the the game itself has enough uh, blood, violence, aggro, good music, as well as fan service for those that enjoy the fan service end of things, and just a really good, um, like really good dialogue that's built into it. 
So, oh, that's said. Hmm? That said, actually, I've got something to add to. Yeah, uh, no, go like for another it. one. But I'll wait till you're done your part. No, no, no. I'm I'm done with that. I'm actually about to start sketching down uh, other names for games that I have because now um, they're they're starting to come. Yeah, uh, fucking the Yakuza series would be fucking amazing as a TV show. Oh not, my well, god, I guess I'm not gonna seeing fast Japanese god dudes ripping god. off their shirts, duking it out all sweaty. Yes! Damn it. Like, that's what I was going to wait on and then say later, but fuck you, alright? Fine. <laughs> Note yeah. to self, Johnny has a thing for Asians. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Note I to mean, Tony. <clears throat> have First of all, the one, the the one, the one boss, like the the bald headed dude, that's just the juggernaut. Yeah. Like, I I had a it's like a like a bro crush on that guy because I was like, yo, that's a big motherfucker, and then he can move and throw down because he is one of the fucking like yakuza bosses. I was just like, man, I want to grow up and be like that guy. Like, what a great. And the thing is, is that you could even do if you okay. Here's here's the rub. If you do it as a movie or a set of movies, however many that it takes, spinoffs are a little harder to do. However, if you do it as a TV series, I can a thousand percent see a Majima TV series, like without fail. And I would I would watch all of the Yakuza TV series and the Majima spinoff because holy shit. Not only is Majima's uh, like origin story phenomenal, he's such a high-class, bougie dork that is capable of literally killing everyone he wants to. Like, he's not as insane as the Joker, I guess. Well, I mean... I don't know. What do you think, Yanni? Like, on the level of insanity, where does Majima sit compared to the Joker? Majima... On a scale of Joker to Kefka, which one's scary? Like, where would you wow. put this guy? That's a fucking Kefka. scale right there. Holy shit. Uh... <laughs> I figured you'd get a kick into that one to kill. <laughs> also, fuck Kefka. The, in, the four, in the Final Fantasy XIV fight, Jesus Christ was a difficult... Anyway, oh my god, that fight is ridiculous. I, right? I'm saying, Kefka was rough. Anyway. Oh, speaking of which, though, I would love to see Final Fantasy XIV... As a TV series. Final Fantasy XIV has so much lore and so much story and so much DLC or like expansions or whatever you want to call it that you could theoretically make that show run for years. Oh, yeah. And not yeah. get tired of it. Oh, yeah. Like the, the only watch... the, the only the only um, in my opinion, the only thing that would be bad for that is like aging out of the actors at that point. No, that's yeah, mm. that's fair. But I mean, I honestly. Like... With the if amount you, of content that you could put for that, like, come on. Like, the thing is, is that if you if you do it with enough CGI, though, I think it is possible. Um, I also no, would fair. watch an entire two episodes of a King Mog fight. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, Majima, yeah, Majima is the Joker, but without a, any of Frank Miller's bullshit. Because fuck Frank Miller. I mean, okay. What's wrong with Frank Miller? What did he do this time? Everything. <laughs> he's just he's just a shitty fucking comic book writer. His art's good, but damn, does he not know how to fucking write a Batman? He got a look. His mom dresses him funny. Think, I'm out here throwing hands. 
I was yeah, gonna say, Yanni just woke up and chose fucking violence. Listen, we're going to to state my to state my previous quote. We're going to Waffle House so you can get smothered and covered by these hands, fool. Oh my oh, god. Yes, I'm stealing that shit. Hold on. I, I really want to turn that into a t-shirt. Someone <laughs> you remind can. me. Like, to, someone remind Somebody me clip tomorrow. that and send it to him later. Um, yeah, like, just yeah. someone, someone remind me tomorrow. Like, shoot me a text or something. Here, I'm going to reach out to, my, to like, my, my designers and I'll, I'll have that on a shirt. Like, that's fucking amazing. Um, anyway. Okay. Um, what other games, though? Are we still comparing the insanity of Majima versus Joker? I'd like to see Manhunt, sold an old Nintendo 64 game, or Perfect Dark. I think Perfect, Perfect Dark, would, Dark be would be good. Or Thief. I think Thief uh, would be another good one. I, didn't, I never played Thief, Thief but Thief I would be okay, with, uh, Thief I'd be was okay with Perfect Dark. Um, and also, I think a good, uh, another good one, uh, again, uh, Again, I'm going to go TV series because I, I prefer TV series, honestly, over movies, to be 100% honest with you. Uh, because, again, movie adaptations never have enough time to actually go into good depth. Uh, and, and, again, that's just my opinion. Uh, that is um, echoed by hundreds of thousands of other people and not Tony. Um, You're entitled to your wrong views, and that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> Stole the words right out of my mouth, bud. Um, <laughs> I know. It's not the only thing you're gonna do with your mouth, but I digress. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god! Welcome to Tony's. Um, welcome to Tony's villain arc. I'm here to help along the way as much as I can. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I would love to see a Spyro series. Spyro would be great, honestly. Like, and like, if only honestly. if they can if they can convey the frustration that players had. Yeah. During treetop canopy. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that if up. If they could do that <laughs> in a TV show or a movie, that's it. That's all I want. I, like, and I realize, okay, I'm late to playing the Spyro games because right after like, I was gifted, or I had a SNES, I was gifted a uh, N64, and then from there I went immediately to Xbox and stuck Microsoft all the way until the PS4. So I didn't play any of the Spyro games or a lot of the PlayStation uh, exclusives until I had a PS4. Ari got me into playing the Spyro games, and she had such a delight watching me struggle with Treetop Canopy. I, I think that was the closest time I have ever wanted to throw a controller. I've never, ever thrown a controller in my life. That was almost it, and that was like last year. Like, as a 30-year-old, I almost threw a controller at fucking Spyro Treetop Canopy because god damn it. Get anyway. good scrub skill diff. I want to see you do it. Bro, make that shit my bitch. Mm-hmm. Sure you won't. Um, sure I will. <laughs> but I do I do think that, that would be a that would be a good a good movie. Like I don't see why it's why it would be hard to do, and I think the nostalgia factor for it would bring a lot of a lot of viewers in, as long as they do it right. Because I think that's what they've tried to do with a great many video game adaptations to movies, is they want to appeal to the nerds just for the box office sales or the TV viewership numbers or whatever it is, but they don't actually do justice to the goddamn source material. So I mean, look at Assassin's Creed for fuck's sake. I I'd rather watch not. It. That's the thing. I didn't watch it because I knew it was going to be bad. And guess what? It was bad. I got. I, I got. Oh. What? I didn't stutter. 
Yeah. It you said the is. games are bad. Yeah, I think the games are trash. Oh man. I I oh. am with Tony on this one. I think the games just have fallen into or become way too formulaic wait, wait. and boring. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the recent games, or are you talking about all the, of them? The original all ever games. since Black Flag, they've been garbage. Ever since, right? Problems. But that's here's the thing. That's your problem. Is you're saying ever since Black Flag, there was yeah. four games before that, bud. I was gonna say the Ezio the Ezio, the Ezio trilogy, trilogy was fucking amazing. So take your head out of your ass best. firmly. No. Um, like, don't get me wrong. Black well, sorry, Black. I grew up on good games like Homeworld and Deus Ex. I mean, that's also fair. Bitch, I'm 40. But... I grew up on fucking better games than you that are fucking older than you've been a fucking sperm, dude. Okay, Fuck off. Boomer, calm oh, down. God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, actually, okay. I'm quite firmly in the millennial uh, generation, so, so go fuck yourself. I can, apparently. Here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say. Assassin's Creed, after Black Flag, became extremely divisive. Um, and either the people who loved it loved it, or they fell off. But the Ezio trilogy was, I think, the most concrete storyline between the Assassins and the Templars, between modern day to yeah. reliving those memories, and explaining the Animus and the search for the Apple of Eden. I think that isolated storyline would be great. Anything outside of that would just be to make sales, and don't get me wrong, if it's done yeah. right, I'd I'd watch them. Like probably. I here, yeah. I mean, right behind my monitors here, I have the uh, the Revolutionary War flag from Assassin's Creed, which was Connor's storyline, and then I have the black flag flying right behind it. Um, and I just I love the idea of this uh, the Assassins or the Templars. I, I like this eternal struggle kind of thing. But I think the best way it was told was during Ezio's arc. That's it. I, I don't think it's ever been told any better. And in fact, I think it was just lost completely by the wayside by the time Origins fucking came out. Hmm. So I, I, like I, I, will... I don't even think any of them have anything to do with like the uh, the Assassins versus Templars anymore, do they? I, mean... I have no idea. Like I played Origins. I had the uh, I had the collector's edition. I probably put five hours into it and put it down. And then I tried it again with Syndicate, and I think I put that down within the first hour of playing it. Uh, and then I stopped. I haven't touched an Assassin's Creed like new generation Assassin's Creed since then. Um, but I do I I do think I'm half in the camp with Tony and Yanni, and then half with you, Cotier, where. Assassin's Creed, where it presently sits, is garbage. Old Ezio Assassin's Creed, I think, would make for a great TV series. Um, but whatever the hell they released as a movie, I didn't watch it, and I've heard it's dog shit. And that's where that's where I'm gonna leave that. But what about what about you guys? What other what other games? Come on, keep throwing them. I feel like Assassin's Creed was a soccer mom's idea to get her kids to learn about history. I mean, it worked though. <laughs> uh for the people that liked it. I mean, it also, it was a great, like, the way they went into the development of that game, where they actually went to these historic sites and then brought that into the game was phenomenal. And it was a great history lesson, albeit, like, you know, fictionalized, but it was still good. Um, I don't think it's your type of gameplay, though, because you can't just Leroy Jenkins the fuck out of it. No, it's whack yeah. as fuck. And I think you're that's, right. I That's think part of because the issue of that lacking, not that much. Well, of no, game. I mean, 
so wow. What did you just say to me, you Canadian maple bacon fucking piece of shit? First of all, you and I both know you love Canadian maple, so fuck off. Did you just uh, say I'm not a gamer? Apparently. Oh. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> Out of global positioning in this group and your given game mode, I'm pretty sure I'm top king on that shit. Okay. Apparently, How apparently, apparently, insulted. apparently, not in Assassin's Creed. No, because fuck Assassin's Creed. The game's <laughs> whack. This shit's so booty, garbage, butt cheeks, bro. No multiplayer. No PvP. What the fuck There's is multiplayer. that? There's no PvP. So okay, so what you're saying is, is that you're only interested in games that have PvP in it. Yes, because I find value and worth in video games on shitting on other people. Right. So your entire value is making sure that you're better than somebody else. Yes, 100%. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe your problem is that you don't care if you're better than anybody else. I don't. How is that a problem? Oh, it is though, right? Is because that kills your drive, your motivation, your no, determination doesn't. to do I wanna things have in fun. life. I want to have fun. I don't have to oh, be see, better oh, than no, other see, people to have there's, fun. There's the big difference, right? Look, I don't play games to have fun. I play games... To win! To win. Who, that's, you know what? Actually, it's a really good question. Who plays games in here just for fun, not to win? Me. Well, there's, Me. Well, there's differences, I, like, dude. I'm, I'm in, I'm in I play Escape from Tarkov. If anyone's not okay, having fun no, playing okay. a game... <laughs> if anyone's not having fun, it's me. <laughs> differences, right? So, like, obviously, if I play, you know, like a single-player game, I play that for fun. Because if... It, but I do play every single-player game on the highest difficulty, period. For the which, challenge. Which, for the challenge. Because, because other people can't do it. That and I like I like I like the game. To tell me to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like I did to Kotier just now. Well, no, did you I know? mean like, but but hold on, like The Last of Us is right now. I think one of the greatest examples of an adapta uh, adaptation. And again, this is at the release of Episode Four, which dropped last Sunday. Whether or not it adheres to the story from this point forward, I have no idea. So don't take my word as gospel for the story from here moving forward. But up until now, they have done a phenomenal job at telling the story that we all played through. The game itself offered multiple difficulty levels that unlocked once you beat the, the hardest one at, that would be you know available to you at the time. And I think there is a certain amount of respect and or you know you bragging rights that you can have by saying yo i beat the last of us on grounded plus and not a lot of people can say that right but that doesn't take away from the story that you are enjoying like for example if you were to if you were to just say hey i beat fable on the hardest difficulty cool fucking for you but it's still a great story regardless of how difficult you put the game at. It's, it's a great story whether you went good or evil. It's just a great condensed story. And I think that's where a lot of single-player games can potentially outshine multiplayer games with the exception of games such as Halo, etc. Because Halo took a phenomenal story and then they also wanted to retain their players with a multiplayer aspect. But the story that Halo gave is something that lasted a decade. And for the gamers that grew up with Halo, 
seeing that TV series that happened was an absolute slap in the face because that is a decade of your life that you spent alongside either Master Chief, Cortana, whether you were in Reach and you were with that entire squad, regardless of whatever it was, you spent 10 years of your life playing a story either by yourself or with your friends to save, you know, humanity, essentially. And I think you can, you can do both. You can have a good single-player game. You can also have a great multiplayer game. But what it comes down to for some people, like Tony, is a competitive aspect. Whereas with Cotier, you can still have a game that has multiplayer, but he's going to enjoy it for the story. But a game that doesn't do either one very well is a game that doesn't need to continue. Amen. And I, think- I think that's what happened. I think that's the biggest thing that happened with uh, the Halo adaptation. And I'm about to start getting into storytelling. Oh, here I go. <clears throat> The important part of the Halo trilogy was that Master Chief, even though he had his moments and certainly was a character, above all else, he was a vehicle for the player to experience the story of Halo and for their own kind of... He was more he was more or less an empty vessel that every once in a while showed some signs of character, but never an individuality that would define him as, soul, as his own sole character rather than a vehicle for the characters. Much like... Uh, or Sorry, for the players. Much like Gordon Freeman from Half-Life, or really any silent protagonist. And um, what 343, and by extension Paramount, fucked up with the storytelling is that they tried to make Chief his own character without understanding the fundamental purpose he served as a storytelling vehicle. And that's why 343's storytelling and Paramount's storytelling were so bad. It yeah, tried think, to individualize the guy in a big green fuck off power armor suit. Yeah, and I think the problem that happened is like, especially for those of us who read the Halo books, is that they tried to give you this idea of Master Chief. But the only Master Chief, I guess, quote unquote, source material in the games was when Master Chief was talked about by outlying NPCs. And then in the books, in the books, you got a whole past about Master Chief. You understood Master Chief as a child. But to my understanding, and again, I haven't seen the series, but I think I'm 100% with Yanni on this one, where you experienced Halo, you experienced looking down at this ring from the eyes of this modern HUD that you have never experienced before. You got to enjoy the combat as you as master chief it wasn't master chief being piloted by you you were effectively master chief until that end cutscene where he's flying away in the pelican and he removes his helmet and you see the back of him right like that's really the only time you get ripped away from being like oh shit right that's actually a character otherwise you're in the shit as master chief and I think that that translation got hella lost. And you lose a lot of the storytelling aspect because of that. I can respect that 100%, Yanni. That's, that's fair. It's like if Gordon Freeman from Half-Life had his own, had his own documentary. And I think that would be... That, I think that is something that maybe a lot of these video game adaptations into TV shows or movies may lose. Is that 
if you are playing the character experiencing the world, you need to convey that the TV show is you experiencing the world from that character's point of view, not you watching the character do it, if that makes I think, sense. I think right. what a lot of successful uh, adaptations need to understand is that a lot of times what we fall in love with is the world and the universe that we occupy rather than the story of the characters themselves. Not notwithstanding Red Dead Redemption 2 and God of War, those are di entirely different circumstances, but I'm talking about stories like Halo. A, a story in the world of Halo would be far more interesting than them trying to give Master Chief a reason to rebel or Master Chief being his own thing, even though he was just a vessel for the, or the, the players in the game. Right, because at that point, again, if you dive into the how Master Chief came about anyway, Master Chief could have been any of the children. Yep. It, it like it master chief just happened to be that one kid but they had a lot of kids there could have been another one and so the 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 meat suit inside of that armor inside of that spartan armor didn't really matter what mattered was that experience that you had while exploring halo while jumping on a ghost for the first time and flying while shooting down a banshee or finally getting into one of these sectors that's just overrun by flood like it's that experience that you get and you're you're i can't agree with you more yanni like that is absolutely lost in translation for a lot of these point out uh, that yanni defended halo oh i mean he yeah i mean halo i didn't is... defend halo is in the show i more or less pointed out the fundamental issue between the writing about the writing that the show and even 343 with Halo 4, 5, and Infinite have taken. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Yanni you... defended Halo. We're going to take that one. <laughs> Continue. Tony's like, I'm taking that dub. Um, I said too many words and broke his Floridian brain. I don't wow. understand big words. That, that's I mean, he here. said it. <laughs> um, now I also think from... he's wrong, but he said it. We haven't heard from Spatuli in a minute. What's a, what's a video game that you've got in mind? Uh, that might be out there that you think would make a good um, adaptation. Pasta Maker Simulator. A what? Pasta, sim Pasta Maker Simulator, bro. For a second, I thought that was real. I was like, no way. <laughs> Spatuli? Spatuli? Maybe his cat's going crazy, too. Oh, I was going to say, maybe his dog's gone, uh, his dog has gone fucking nuts. Now, that being said, <laughs> that, that being said, um, what about the other end of the spectrum of this conversation? What? What do you mean? Uh, movies or TV shows that we'd like to see turned into video games. Every horror movie I've ever watched. <laughs> Every walking simulator that I've ever played. I mean, you could basically turn any movie into a video game, you know? For the Which most part, they cool. do that a little bit, actually. Yep. I would really like. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. I just watched it the other we day. We all we all know the greatest adaptation of all into a video game was Pepsi Man. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is not negotiable. I I hate the fact that I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I would have really liked to see the universe from Ready Player One actually made into an actual video game we could play. Actually, that I agree. That would be fucking badass. Right. Like to be able to actually go into the oasis. That's that shit would be wild, bro. 
that would actually be a lot of fun. I think also um, if we're if we're doing the now, hold on, I'll also change it on screen. But um, if we are doing movies, that well, you don't need to change adapted, it on screen because video games are uh, shows and vice versa. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's already there. A good a good oh, premise that I really really love that seemed to have been uh, maybe slept on or I don't know why people maybe didn't like it, but I think a good movie that could become a game would be the movie Gamer. Uh, yes, yeah. Gerard Butler. Yes, like oh, that. So good. That premise where you basically get to like control a convict. And then that is your player character in a FPS type of arena. I think that would lend more into what Tony was adding earlier about a battle royale style movie or TV show or whatever it is. Because the players themselves just basically get to respawn with another convict as their PC. All they have to do is be able to afford it. So adapted into a video game. You might have to, you know, use the player character that you bought. And, okay, okay, even further. Okay, now we drift into my favorite type of video game, which is a roguelike. And you basically, just like in the game Void Bastards, where if you lose your character, you get a brand new one with different attributes and different traits and all that kind of shit. You as the player in this gamer game would have to be able to either afford upgrades or if your character dies, you may get, you know, handed a randomly shit character that you have to earn money from in order to potentially buy your new character to then go into the battle arena with. I think something like that would be a good semi-RPG style, a good um, FPS slash uh, battle royale if you wanted to. I think those would be a phenomenal adaptation. It would definitely take some work, but I know for a fact if it's done right, I would play it because the draw for me would be the roguelite, the customization RPG style part of it. The draw for someone like Tony is how to mid-max the character that he randomly either drew or saved up for and bought. And then if you want to risk it, you take that character into the BR and see if you can win. I think Gamer would be a phenomenal adaptation if done that way. Uh, and I'd like to, I would also like to go with what Ghoul said here. You know, turning a movie into a video game, I'd con, uh, confer with David Cronenberg and the Videodrome. I haven't actually seen it, so please expand. I'll let Ghoul do that in chat if he wants to. He's much better at explaining these things than me. Okay, well then while he's doing that, uh, let's go on with more movies that we want to see as video games. Um, easy. John Wick. I knew it! Yeah. <laughs> like, a John Wick video game would be actually pretty fucking badass. I'm surprised they haven't done one already. But as long... Yeah, like a Max Payne kind of... Mad, or Max Payne kind of uh, John Wick thing. Yeah, but see, what I want those games to be is as free roam as possible. Almost like GTA, but with the, with the full cloak of John Wick. And all of the backstory and all of the canon. So it's like, you know, all the lore of John Wick, GTA style, would be one of my favorite games ever created. That'd be fucking cool. 
I was going to say, doing – so John Wick was on my mind for a suggestion, and I was like, well, if Spatuli's not here, I'm going to say it. Um, I, I agree with you. Doing it as a RPG or as a style where um, – like a GTA style or maybe even just an RPG where you go to maybe your armorer and you can buy new guns. You can accept missions. Like, telling the story pre-movies, where, you know, how did John Wick become the, you know, Baba Yaga, right? Or Baba Yaga, as uh, uh, Jakob corrected us uh, months ago on the pronunciation. But I think a prequel-style story would be great. But I hope that if it ever does happen, they do not do it the way that the Matrix games were done. Please don't do that. I don't, I don't want that. And I think, a, yeah, I'm, I, yes. And I think a linear shooter style game would also be kind of flat because it wouldn't really explore, you know, the Continental Hotel. It wouldn't explore the outside contracts that were made or the blood contracts that were made. Yeah. And it would be cool if it was multiplayer. And I say that because let's say that Tony and I want to run a mission. Or I need help for something. I can offer a blood token and be like, okay, your next boss fight, you can call on this blood token and I have to show up. If I don't, I'm disavowed and I'm killed by the table. I think multiple facets like that would be beautiful in in an RPG style game that you can also incorporate multiplayer into. So That'd that be would be pretty cool, like yeah, and be, so. and and being able to like m- like you know interact with characters that are from the movies and stuff like that. What do the rest of y'all think about a uh, a John Wick style video game? How would you like um, to see it? Done? Peter Serafinovich has to come back as that consigliere guy from the Italian, uh, uh, the Rome office, like that did like the the guns and everything. That's yeah. my only. That's my only caveat. If he's not in it, I don't fucking want it. No, that's fair, and I think I think in like an ex- in like you can do it with expansions these days. Fair enough. Uh, Tony Yanni. That not just like using the John Wick name Peter Serafinovich, but that's just me. I think John Wick is a FPS game would be dope as fuck. Just a solid FPS, or did you want to do it like an RPG, or how would you? Uh, like to more in the way of Call of Duty, honestly, where there is a full-on multiplayer world. But there's also a solid storyline that you can go through if you choose to do that. So then how would you get away? Like, if it if it becomes multiplayer, everyone is theoretically on the map. Everyone is John Wick. Yeah, um, it would have to be almost like a, um, a, a BR style, but yeah. not really BR. Like it's... Think of, like, GTA Five Online. Yeah, basically but, that. Yeah, just like that. I, I haven't played it, so I don't... It, it, but if GTA, I know GTA Five is successful. So if that does work and it's a proven method that does work for multiplayer, then yeah, by all means, do it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's fine with me. Then I've never experienced it, so I have I can't offer any insight oh. there. Well, okay, look, I'll, I'll okay. You want the easiest comparison that 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 Tony's not gonna like, but it makes a lot of sense if you really think about it. GTA Online is basically the real-world version of Elden Ring. It's like if Elden Ring was real without like modern, the freaking... You mean modern day? Yeah, well, modern, yeah. realistic. Modern, realistic 
Elden Ring is GTA Online. It really fucking is. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want, whenever you want to do it. You could do a mission if you want. There's lore and there's hidden stuff. So or you can, like, or you can, or depending on what kind of server you go on to, you can role play as a taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like on the GTA hilarious. modded things. Yeah, you could role play as a dump truck driver, a freaking uh, a plumber. There's fucking like a million an, a Paramedic, yeah. freaking yeah. firefighter, <laughs> cab drivers, police officers. Or like that be a one fucking pedestrian, which is fucking hilarious. This dude uh, was playing as a police officer, and this car shot by him at like 140 miles an hour. So he pulled him over, and a baby got out and then shot him. And I'm like, "What the fuck yeah, is yeah, happening?" Those, those are like, mod GTA, uh, GTA lobbies, and they're, they're funny as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good time. Uh, now, Doctor Ghoul did say, "Videodrome, you play a scummy pirate TV station owner whose tech guy introduces him to a transmission called Videodrome. That's just sex, violence, and weirdness." The guy starts to hallucinate in real life and starts to lose track of what's real and uh, what is the video drama. From there, it gets weirder and weirder. See the movie. Imagine finding a VR world that's being sent from the dark web and you're plugged and you can't find your way out. That also does remind me of the uh, anime Sword Art, where, like, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Um, I think some sort of crossover into that, obviously not killing the actual video game player. But I think... If you had a a multi-tiered, uh, maybe even make it an MMO, where you create your character in the world, um, and then you, you know, you get your VR headset and you start playing, and then if you die, that's game over. You have to start all over again. I think that would be wild. So yeah. Um, what about the rest of you guys? What other movies do you want to see as video games? Well, don't I mean, everybody it's, go at it's, once. It's, it's hard, like... Oh, because I think a lot of the movies I've already watched have been turned into video games. I don't know if Yanni said this, but... Uh, fucking Top Gun would be a hilarious video game. Top Gun would be wild. <laughs> Not gonna agree to that statement. Yanni, what do you think? You're the, you're the fighter ace out of everyone here. What? What's going on? We, uh, Spatuli suggested You're Top not paying Gun. attention, apparently. Oh, well, that's Topkin's just ace combat, but with less anime and inspiration. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. literally, if you made ace combat into a movie, it'd just be Top Gun, but with even more batshit crazy stuff going on. But, like, nah, the reason I haven't been paying attention is because I've been really thinking about a, a, a game style. Like, what I said earlier with, uh, uh, fucking, what is it? What was it? What, what, what? As a technomancer in the style of. Oh, you said Technomancer Disco Elysium. Elysium. Yeah. So another game that recently that I've been playing that I've been falling in love with a lot is Frostpunk. And if you don't know what Frostpunk is, it's a city builder, but it's a brutal city builder where you have to survive as one of the last cities on a frozen planet. And it's... Here, I'll I'll explain how brutal, brutal it is by explaining that the first time I ever beat the game... The immediately, the first thing I ever did in the game was enact child labor, and that's the kind of moral, like immoral decisions you have to make throughout the entire game. Wow! So I kind of want a Soylent Green kind of setting with that gameplay, where Whoa. you're in a starving New York in a noir esque um, setting. And you're doing a city builder where you're trying to not fucking starve, and part of the decision you make 
is doing the Soylent Green thing of recycling bodies to make food. So, actually, since you brought up New York, it triggered one of my favorite games with one of the best storylines I've ever experienced that flopped so hard. But the game The Division arguably had one of the greatest, like, how the fuck, or how easily can this happen? How easily can things fall to ruin? And it was a phenomenal story. Now, the game itself wasn't really fleshed out at the time of release. Most of the competitive players all left after the first or second boss was released because it was just broken. However, having the idea of these rival factions that, you know, work to survive in their own quadrants of New York, trying to figure out how this virus was spread, trying to get this research back out, being this agent of something called The Division. I think that would make for a good TV series, especially with the onset of post-apocalyptic TV shows that are coming out. I think that one is one that would do extremely well. I know, we, I, know I flipped, but... It just it came to mind when Yanni had mentioned uh, imagine a desolate New York because in that game it was all too real. So I I would I would posit that that would make a great TV series. But what other movies are y'all thinking? Oh man, Cube. What Cube? The Cube. The Cube. Yeah. I think that that would be a good one, right? Because it's basically, it's a puzzle game that you play with your life. Yep. Wait, I so I haven't, I haven't seen this, and most of y'all know I don't really watch horror movies. It's not uh, that scary. Oh, is that the one where, the, like, the first scene, the dude gets diced? Yeah. Get, like, a bunch of little, oh, that's such a good movie. That would honestly make a great puzzle game. I think that would be dope, because then they did that, a sequel, and then the sequel was kind of trash. But then the prequel at the end, the third movie, was actually really good. And it shows the development of the puzzle game itself. So can so. someone explain a little more about this movie, please? So do you want to do it, Tony, or should I kind of elaborate? Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay, so The Cube is a movie about people who are stuck in this mysterious cube. And it's more or less a death game where every room is a random chance of either safety or a trap that you can either figure out, or a trap that is unavoidable. And it revolves around a group of people and a supposed protagonist who throughout the movie gets more and more violent, selfish, until the very end of the movie where he is the acting antagonist and is, for all intents and purposes, a vile, evil person. And it's an interesting dive into how this puzzle corrupts people and how the decisions and dangers that each room possesses can turn someone into basically the antagonist of an entire story. So and it's something a, a game sounds... a game where you can control a group of people and kind of manipulate people into giving their lives up so you don't die sounds amazing. I love psychological horror. Like it's it's weird because I normally don't enjoy horror games but or horror games or movies. But psychological horror games and movies are right up my alley. I love them to no end. Um, and I think, a, I think a good example of that would be like 
Shutter Island is one. Saw, until they started getting silly, uh, Saw was kind of there with it too. And the closest thing I saw to a Saw-style game was, um, oh, fuck. It's the one where, like, you make... You Dead make by Daylight? This, that's, is that the one where, like, you start off at the snowy cabin and you can throw a rock at the bird or something? No. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, or maybe it's the Evil Within? I can't remember now. Fuck. I think this is Evil Within. Um, but yeah, like, those, those could be adapted into really good TV shows. Well, the Evil Within or, you know, whatever, into a TV show and then vice versa being put into a game. But I think that those would be great. As long as they're done right. If they just churn them out to churn them out, then that's stupid. And, you know, the mid-2000s was notorious for just taking a popular movie and churning it into this two-bit reskin of garbage, and it didn't really amount to shit. So I think if developers gave them the time that they deserve, then you could not only tell a great story, but you would be able to really convey what the characters are feeling, whether it is from the movie or TV show into a game or the game into a movie, depending on which source material. I think that is possible. Um, Dr. Ghoul said, I still think Escape from New York would make a killer game. Uh, mm. I haven't watched it, but I'm sure that that's probably great. I would have also said uh, Mars Attacks, but there was that game Destroy All Humans, which is basically Mars Attacks. It's the same thing. Yeah, uh, and that game was phenomenal. Even the remaster was great. House of Dragons is like a Warhammer-esque <laughs> strategy game. would be fantastic. You know, I will say this. With Henry Cavill moving to Amazon to do something with a Warhammer project... Well, not I'm... Warhammer 40k. I'm talking about, like, Warhammer, Total Warhammer. Oh, like Total War. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah that's fair. Um, I'm tacitly, but slightly kind of holding my breath here. Because, to my mind, there hasn't been uh, any good Warhammer media that's been out recently. The video games haven't been all that great. Uh, mm. If there were movies, I haven't seen them. Uh, but I think a solid Warhammer franchise, both in games and movies and or TV show, would be phenomenal. You could do 10 years of content on the orc wars themselves you wouldn't even get into the eldari or you wouldn't even get into the emperor oh my know? god a book about the the orcs going after angron would just be the best thing ever yeah the endless wog that they have uh, yeah who did, they, who did they who did who did angron kill that's got them all riled up again i do it was a remember. commissar um, basically the orcs love a good fight and they had a com there was a commissar in the imperium who was like one of their favorite people to fight, and then Angron was imp he died, and Angron is implied to be the killer, and now the orcs are just going gung ho for his ass. There's also one of so the Endless War. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's called or if it's the Endless Wog or whatever, because that's what they that's what the orcs and I, I know I know what orcs call orcs call any kind of war a war. Yep, and it's all caps too. It's like W A G and then a thousand H's. Whoa. Um, that works so much. Um, Ooh. Number one, Tony, I think you would enjoy 40k lore. Tony's energy dumb. matches orcs to an uncomfortable oh, yes. degree. Oh, yeah. So here's why, Tony. You ready? Uh-huh. So orcs inherently are kind of dumb. 
but they are also inherently magical, but they don't know it. So, for example, if an orc believes that a red painted vehicle makes it go faster, it inherently has the fastest moving speed that it can. However, if a regular person, or if, a, if another thing that's not an orc tries to turn over the key, it might just explode and kill them. Oh, yeah. Um, their construction works purely off of, like, their whole idea is that if enough orcs channel belief in something, it can come true. Like, uh, if uh, orc, like if they're on a dune buggy and it runs out of gas, and all those small orcs are like, oh, we're out of gas. The big orc, because orc, big orc, best orc, and strong orc, best orc as well. If big orc goes, I just filled it with gas the other day. It should still be full. And they all say, oh, yeah, he's right. It'll start working. Does it have gas? Doesn't matter. It literally yeah. doesn't matter. It will just work. <laughs> it's, That's it. It, it just the, works. It is the definition. Amazing. It is the definition of dumb magic. And so the orcs, they also thirst for just fighting, period. That's what they love to do. And in one of the greatest battles that is still going on in their lore is this one uh, orc-like leader took his entire group to go kill a bunch of people. And I forgot which one of the, like, gods Angron. it was. Um, probably? But he liked watching this violence so much. Oh, and... oh, oh, you're talking about Korn. Yes! Um, Korn loved it so much that he would res everybody without any memory of them dying, and they would go to battle again until they all killed themselves, and then res them all again, and they would do it. And it just is endless. It is an endless wog of just blood and viscera and death. That is just what the orcs do. So I feel like you're right on the money, Yanni. I think Tony would a thousand percent love the orcs above all else. I could see it. I would have to look into this. You should. Yeah. It is a, it's a dive, but oh my god, like, it's why, again, that lore, or the fact that, like, all of that, which is beloved by those who played Warhammer, or read the lore, or things like that, they, there's such a piss-poor adaptation of all of it, when it was made into video games, that most of the people who played any of the video games just feel slighted, me being one of them. Granted, I played the Harlequins, but still, like, it just sucked seeing how bad they treated lore books that are the size of fucking codexes. Like, they're huge. Um, so it's, it's uh, I don't know. Now, just to deviate a little bit, uh, Dr. Ghoul said that as far as a movie uh, to a game, Pacific Rim would be dope. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, that would be fucking great. Yeah, dude. Like, just, I um, would... Imagine one of your animations is just picking up a goddamn ship and going, all right, boys, I found a weapon. I mean, even better still, I mean, it would be multiplayer or co-op at least. Right? Yeah, it would be It would be really cool to see if you turned Pacific Rim into a multiplayer. Like, you have these basically giant mechas that Well, each are... mech requires two pilots. Oh, yeah, so you make it like a co-op, like an Army of Two-style co-op. Kind of, yeah. Like, it's limited to just two. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's something I would see as a movie. The Army of Two franchise deserves their own movie. The storytelling was phenomenal. The gunplay was amazing. The fact that they basically took two dudes, 
that they envisioned were basically operator as fuck to go deal with situations. Um, and then I'm not going to ruin any of the story for anyone who wants to play it, but like, it's good. Uh, Army of Two, phenomenal game, deserves to be made into a movie. Uh, as far as a psychological horror game, it's long past time that Invasion of the Body Snatchers became a PvP VR game. Ooh. Holy shit! I know Tony would buy a VR headset just to play it. I think he would, actually, for that one. For Invasion of the Body Snatchers, absolutely. Yeah, I could see Tony doing that. What do you think, Tony? <laughs> I have a VR Where headset. you don't know if your partners have gone... Pod, it's Among Us. It's just virtual reality <laughs> Among Us, bro. I'm about it. There is, I still think, of the social deception games, um, I still think Deceit reigns number one and was super slept on by everybody because I think that was older than Among Us and was a lot more interactive and a lot, it, it, it fueled the players with a lot of dread. And I think that's something that gets missed out on in Among Us. Mm. And I think turning... Fuck, I don't know if that, that would... Again. Yeah, I'll, I'll a thousand percent play Deceit. It's great. Um, but I think that that... It may not translate well over to a movie, but it certainly deserves more recognition than it, it ever didn't get. Mm. Uh, but what are some other movies y'all have? Whether they are racing movies whether they are action movies what do you what do you guys have because i know y'all watch movies too we had an entire fucking two-part podcast about it i'm not sure and plus we also have episodes of podcasts about movies and stuff that we haven't done yet that is also true we gotta we gotta get Jakob back for the second for second or third movie episode. or we could just do the episodes i mean i know that we want to wait for him and everything but with his schedule yeah, that's and everything true. that's probably not gonna happen it's been over a year but yeah, i digress um, so any other movies that you oh. guys have in mind? Mad Max Fury Road yeah, the Racing cool, just took I feel like that'd be right out of my mouth. That would basically be Mario Kart, but super fucking bloody, and I'm kind of about it. Like, because that gets into almost Twisted Metal territory. Almost, yeah. I'd say uh, so. Didn't Twisted Metal have a movie in, like, the 80s or 90s? Might done. I feel like I know... Tony, you're the movie buff. You're a movie buff. Did they have what? one? A what? Did... Did Twisted Metal have a movie? No. Uh, really? No. God damn it. Now I got a Google bot just in case. Um, but outside You're of that. You're a movie expert. I'm going to immediately second guess your saying. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> well, it's not that. There's, there's just a distinct memory that exists. Um, what else do you guys have, though? I'm thinking. I got... I'm not sure. Um be really yep. interesting to see um, <clears throat> like a Nightmare on Elm Street where you, you play as Freddy. That'd be fucking cool. Dead by Daylight's good for that. Yeah, Dead by Daylight does it. It doesn't do Actually, it. I mean, well, not it doesn't do it justice. No, it doesn't it do it does justice, have... but I mean, it does have elements of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here's what I saw. Twisted Metal is coming out as a TV series. It's no. not out yet. How? What? Yeah, Twisted... Here, I'll even read it. Um, What's the date of the article? Uh, 2023. Uh, January 5th, 2023. Okay. Recent. All right. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going insane. No, you are. This isn't a question my shit. Oh, well, uh, fuck you. Um, oh, wait. Later. I have to pay to subscribe to that? Gross. Um, so here. Let me go to IMDB, since that's what exists. Um... 
Storyline. Follows a motor-mouthed outsider offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Okay. So, yeah. Alright. I didn't actually think that that was going to happen. Like, that was actually a thing. I, I distinctly remember that it was being talked about. So, yeah, there's that. Um, <clears throat> so... I'm kind of curious if there are any out there movies that you think would adapt well to a game, because there are some out there games. So I wonder if there are some out there movies that you guys think would adapt well to a game. The butterfly effect. How would you do that as a game? Now I'm curious. So like, it would be almost like a single player campaign game, right? But like, you know how like fable and stuff if you if you make good choices or bad choices kind of changes who you are and how the game ends okay think about playing through this game and the like let's say you get to play a one like a 24 hour period right in the game it's one day and those choices that you make that day reset you back to the same day but under these new pretenses that you've created kind of like groundhog day that's actually really fascinating. And how would you, how would you direct the plot to that? It, you would, I'm it, it would have to be, it would have to be like the movie where he keeps changing these things for this one outcome that he has. And I think at one point in time, it was in his original timeline, uh, this girl like died or got beat up. Right. So right. he was able to go back in time and start making these changes slowly. And then ultimately, the biggest change that he had to make for the movie to oh, spoiler alert, I'm going to ruin it for you guys. If you haven't seen it, but it's been out for 100 years. So is he has to basically tell this girl off as a child, like, stay away from me. I never want to meet you. And that way, all it changed was they never met and he lived the exact same life, but she had a better life than what she had originally had. So, like, just giving the player, like, a motive towards something, you know? What would be really cool, just to add to that, well, maybe not an addition, because clearly I haven't seen it, but it would be cool if all of that was hidden from the player. You basically get, you basically open the game, and Mm -hmm. you have all the decisions that you're making. And once you fail you start to realize that there are other decisions that you could make. There are decisions that you could avoid. There are interactions that you could take and avoid. And you, it would have to be a fuckload of programming to make all of those different endings happen. Mm-hmm. But it would probably, I would even posit that if it was done right, that could win the best storyline out of a video game. Because of just how connected you would be to the character, how emotionally you are attached to every decision you are making, to the point where after you're like 35th to 1000th reset, you are now second guessing every decision you make. That would be fucking bonkers. I would I would play that. That would be fucking crazy. I would I would enjoy that cuz again, that, that starts to delve into like psychological manipulation and that kind of shit just mhm. Yes, please. I love that. So, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Ghoul suggested uh, Death Race, which Death Race I wanted to suggest, but Mario Kart does exist. However, not very bloody and gory. It's just very, I don't know, animated. Um, and the customization of death that you can do with your car would be pretty cool. 
So I could see that. I could see it more for the realistic racers like Spatuli, who want to just go ahead and kill people while they're racing, as opposed to trying to attract the crowd that already plays Mario Kart. I think there may be a sweet spot there, but it's 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 a very niche fit. So it's got to be done perfectly, otherwise it's not going to work. Um. So what about the what about Rusty All? Any uh weird out there movies that you want to see as video games final destination the dark really? crystal <laughs> the dark crystal yeah we're doing... i i said no, I imagine final destination is like a roller coaster tycoon game <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like basically like i you know that's twisted as fuck, but yeah, like I think that would be the way you'd have to do it. It'd be really good though. Like I'd play it. I'd play it. That that'd be fucking gnarly. Okay. Um Hmm. I'm trying to think of like anything unique because I feel like all of the Star Wars get done and they don't get done well. Uh the Avengers or the Marvel stuff gets done doesn't really get done well so uh midnight Suns isn't that bad and uh, spider-man 2018 was really good and so is miles morales no and that's fair but i meant like uh trying to adapt movies such as let's say any oh of the other characters. specifically movies okay yeah, fair yeah specifically like some some more marvel movies outside because spider-man has been a very good formula for decades yeah so if they fuck that up someone would probably burn the studio down um, but I think like if we got a Ant-Man video game, that would be really fun because it becomes a puzzle adventure superhero kind of game, but you have to manipulate objects both as a tiny person and as a regular size person and or as a ginormous person. And so like as a puzzle solver, superhero action kind of game, I think it's possible. I don't know. I, I I don't know. You guys tell me if what what do you think if there was like an Ant Man style video game like that? I'd be interested in that. Okay. Tony, any other horror, weird, whatever movies that you think I, would? I'm uh... trying to think of like some really outlandish, weird ones. Um, I think VHS would be a really dope video game. And as you find these videotapes, um, and you go to watch them it actually puts you in the environment that you are watching. Cause like, yeah, you, you haven't seen the movie. So the premise is no. this guy breaks into a house, starts looking at these really weird VHS tapes that are laying around all over the place. And they're all like different short horror clips. And then at the end, some crazy shit happens. I'm not going to give it away to you, but anyways, <clears throat> I think it'd be really cool if like you load into this game and you think you're just like, robbing houses or whatever and as you find these things and you're watching them it puts you into the reality of the video you found and now you have to survive i like that a lot i really do one of the one of the best games that never existed um yeah came from a video game trailer that was released called pt yes and every time you basically went through that square of a house you reset and you get new experiences. There are new things that happen. 
And so I think this idea of a what you believe to be a stable environment that actually changes with your interactions is fucking amazing. I think that would be beautifully done. And it's unfortunate that I, from what I remember, I think Kojima was kicked off of the project from PT because that was supposed to be the next Silent Hill. Like I'm pretty that sure was... the whole thing was just scrapped. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact... Which, uh, fuck Konami. Yeah, That is your daily message of fuck Konami. Yeah, Konami... Uh, Well, it's not just canceling it, also just being a shitty company. Yeah, but, like, PT was such a beautiful game trailer that offered and leaned itself into this perspective that Tony offered for this movie VHS. And it's it's there. The recipe and the reception for that type of game is there. And the fact that it hasn't been done is actually quite surprising, especially because horror games seem to be taking off all over again. And so for someone to have slept on this concept, when PT is basically a proof of concept that this is something people want. In fact, PS4s that still have the playable uh beta for pt on them are reselling super high because you cannot download it again either it's on a ps4 and you can try it or you can't that's it the only other way you have exposure to this trailer of a video game is by watching it watching someone have played it that's it so like there is a thirst for a game that can do this and I do hope that if anybody hears this and are connected to video game developers, do this. That would be a game that would take off, for sure. That's a phenomenal suggestion, Tony. Um, we have time for a couple of others. So what do you guys think? Either way, by the way, whether it's movies into TV shows or movies, or uh, TV shows or movies into video game. Oh, no, I'd like to see a real representation of a Walking Dead video game. Yeah, I think everyone that's come out's just kind of been like, shoot this copy-pasted zombie. Yeah, and it's been pretty shit. Kind of shitty. Close L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir. But the Sopranos. Oh, but no, the Sopranos. <laughs> no, but I think like the the best zombie video game that comes close to the realm of the Walking Dead is Days Gone. Which is a phenomenal fucking game. Or Dying Light, really. Well, Dying Light's a lot more Dying Light... has a lot more of a fun factor to it, really. And yeah, but I think like with the uh, with uh, Days Gone, essentially, if you think about it like this, right? It's basically Days Gone could literally be like like marketed as, oh well, this is Daryl's campaign, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, do you have a suggestion for this? Uh, I'm, I'm no wrong, Mike. I'm talking to my uh, roommate because he's a huge movie buff and oh. a game buff. So we reverse the concept. Is there a movie out there that you think would make a great video game adaptation? And if so, what is it? One on Netflix with Jason Momoa. Slumberland. Tony, have you? Has anyone seen that yet? I haven't. I can't say that I have. Slumberland. I'm going to have to watch that, uh, you know, sometime soon. Because <clears throat> Mike really enjoys movies and video games. And so 
I wanted to get an outside perspective on like what would be a good movie that translates to a video game. So I'm going to have to check that out. If anyone has seen it, by the way, whether you're in chat or anyone here, let me know. Um, but real quick, any others <clears throat> that we've got going on? I mean, I'd really like, and this obviously is never going to fucking happen. Um, I, it would be so dope if we can get a script for a video game written by Tarantino. That would be ridiculous. Like, a Tarantino scripted video game would be phenomenal and gory as fuck, which is what I love. But it's like, I don't think that, obviously that's never going to happen. But, like, just something in that Tarantino realm of a video game would be fucking great. I know, like, Red Dead is pretty similar to, you know, a few of his movies. But... I don't know. I think, like, with his storytelling ability, that translated to a video game would be phenomenal. I think that would be great, like a Kill Bill-style um, story into a video game. I think that would be dope. I like that. That could be neat. That would be neat. Like, And then imagine, like, fighting the, uh, what was it, the Crazy Eights, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Like, that entire fight would be fucking amazing. Um, <clears throat> it would be telling it in the chapters the way that the uh, the movies did would be dope. I think that would be incredible. So, like, I think it's possible. I think there are a couple of games that have actually done storytelling that way. I think so. What do you guys think, though? Uh, any other any other movies? Anything like that coming to mind? For movies and such, not that I can think of. I I would say because um the Aragon series, the book series was so thoroughly destroyed by the movie, I would enjoy a Aragon video game. Ooh, and that'd be good. Honestly, Huey, yeah. If done, you can write a fucking 5? you can write a fucking dragon as part of transport, dude. Yes. That's the thing. So there was a Mandalorian video that came out the other day. I shared it on the Brown Love page if you guys haven't seen it. But the whole game teaser was developed in UE5. When I was watching it, when Mando was just walking, I thought it was one of those YouTube videos where someone made a real-life adaptation to what they want to see in a video game. And I was wrong. The entire thing was created in UE5, and it looked beautiful. And I think I, I'm excited as much as anyone else for UE5, but I am <clears throat> concerned how they are going to make it optimized for the average consumer. You're not wrong with that either, because the demand on power alone to make it work is going to be insane. Like, it may just start putting benchmarks into 30 series forward. There's also, there's also the issue, and I'm going to be a little bit of a Debbie Downer here, where... At some point, we have to, like, wonder, is it worth it trying to continuously advance graphics over art style and make it harder for more and more people, especially on the PC platform, to be able to play these games? And not only that, but bigger games with better graphics demand more people with more time in between that with less focus on the core gameplay mechanics. And I think that's an yeah. issue that's been prevalent especially in the triple a sector i agree with that and I, I think that's why so the game that i played um yesterday hi-fi rush that um, looked fun that looked a lot of fun it is i'm actually going to play it after this podcast but 
Hi-Fi Rush, um, that art style, that that type of gameplay, everything like that, I think that is something that I didn't know my brain wanted to experience. You're, you're right. There is a huge focus on realism these days and on, on very vibrant graphics and so on. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think there is something that is just beautiful in its own right with that type of animation from games like Jet Set Radio Future, Hi-Fi Rush, Borderlands. There's something, I don't know. I don't know how to explain Funny it. Funny enough, some of, the best, some of the most memorable looking and best looking games focus a lot more on their art style than they do the actual graphics. Mm. Like uh, yeah, Persona exactly. 5, it doesn't, on a technical level, it doesn't look all that impressive, but it's just so vibrant and so in your face. That it's just a joy to look at. Yeah, that's completely fair. And Elden Ring, even though it, it, it's technically speaking, it's not very advanced compared to most other open world games. But the way it conveys scale and color and distance, it it strikes you with with a art style that's unmatched in most most other uh, fantasy games. Yeah, I will say the first time I opened the doors. Um, and you look upon the the grassy fields where that asshole on the horse is for the first time, and you get to glimpse the that giant tree. That was breathtaking, and it wasn't breathtaking because it was graphically stunning. It was just done so well. It didn't need vibrant, you know, in your face realism to convey and portray such a beautiful world. I don't need um, to see every hair follicle sticking out of the nose of a character to know that they look good. Yeah, that's that's fair. Hey, dude, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> uh, Doctor Ghoul did say a, a video game best on based on Flesh Gordon. Uh, Tony, this seems like a movie that'll be up your alley, by the way. Tony, do you say Flash or Flesh? Flesh. Flesh. Tony, Flesh. Did you say what's the name of the movie? Flesh. Flesh Gordon. Gordon. Because they're apparently penisaurus battles. Yes. <gasps> it's from I... the 70s. You're going to fucking love it if you watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Hell yes. And then I also the this. X-Files as a psychological paranoia game. Ooh. So that would be wild. But if I could don't... see, I could see an X-Files game uh, in the stylings of like Phasmo. I could also see it in, the, in a styling like, uh, like Dead Space. Yeah. Where... You know, it is this continually creepy, you will die kind of dread that's always following you. I think an X-Files game done that way would be really good. I, I can agree to that. So, yeah. But unless we have any more, which do we? Don't we? Not that I'm aware. I can't think of anything. That's fair. Well, then that's where we're going to be, podcast. I am so glad that you all bared with us uh, while we basically had a three-week hiatus. We Our schedules, again, we're only human, so we're going to try and get episodes out, but, you know, sometimes things just happen. I do hope that you all enjoy it, though, and that you follow BrownLove010 on Twitter and on Facebook. We really love your suggestions, and we want you to participate with us. So please, on Wednesdays, come through at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and let us know what your thoughts are about whatever the fuck we're talking about. If you have an idea that you want us to talk about, argue about, discuss, and get Tony wild up about, then by all means, let us know. Also, if I can make a request, 
uh, leave us a review on Apple and or Spotify. Your reviews help us get seen, and ultimately that turns around into what we do for charity for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So please, please, please leave a uh, rating for us. It, it helps more than you know, and it takes all of what? A fucking second. So please do that. Until next week or whenever we come back to you, have a wonderful time. Take care, and of course, from us to you, podcast. Bye. Bye. I may have been gone, but I'm still in your walls. All right. Shit. Well, that was fun. I missed doing this.